a dance to remember. This happened about a month ago in Wisconsin in a lovely clothing store of three levels, like Bloomingdale's or something, (laughs) but not. The clothes of this store are all beautiful and the floors are all marble. But as our tale opens, the store is closed. The closed time lights are on. Closed time lights means just a few lights along the marble floors and one light over each register. And of course, exit lights by the doors for safety. And when the store is closed, like right now, the marble floors have to be polished. That is what Wilbur is doing. That's Wilbur's job. He's buffing the marble floors with the buffer machine. He's already done the whole first level and he's halfway done with the second. Right now, he is buffing the floors near the ladies' section. And he thinks of his wife. You see, Wilbur's wife became very, very sick. And finally, she passed away. He misses her very much. And now, looking at the ladies' clothes, Wilbur feels a sadness rising. He turns the buffer machine off. In the quiet, thinking of his wife, his eyes begin to fill with tears. And one tear falls from Wilbur's brown face onto the floor. Then another. A third tear falls. And just as the third tear lands, all the lights go out. The entire store is cloaked in darkness. Wilbur feels around in his pocket for his smartphone. He plans to use the phone's flashlight to find the fuse box. But just then, one light goes on over the cash register in the ladies' section. But Wilbur sees something odd now. A tree. A tree stands beside the register. There never was a tree standing there before. Not only that, but the tree's branches are waving as if wind is blowing. But listen, I'm happy to tell you that Wilbur is not frightened. No, Wilbur's from Guyana, and his wife had been from Guyana too. They were very spiritual people in the old ways of the loving Orisha and Lua, like Oshun and Yemaja. So Wilbur knows he is now in a spiritual world. He knows that somehow his tears transported him. Wilbur thinks perhaps Oshun has a message for him. He stands very still to wait for his special message. Then six lights go on along the marble floors, and then certain clothes begin to move. Three pretty dresses and two elegant ladies' pantsuits and six sassy and bright-colored stretch pants all begin to dance to samba music that is suddenly playing. The music plays and the clothes dance in the six lights, and the tree waves branches in the imaginary wind. Now the clothes dance towards Wilbur, but he's not afraid. The dress rubs against his shoulder. One pantsuit dances close to him, and a pair of leggings bumps his butt playfully. And then, as if by some signal, all the clothes leap in the air and skip towards the escalator. Well, of course Wilbur follows them. You know that, because Wilbur is not stupid. He follows the miracle. 
The clothes dance down the escalator and Wilbur follows. On the first level, the clothes dance over to the perfume counter. The pantsuits spray perfume all over everybody. They spray the dresses and the leggings and themselves. Then everyone skips through the cloud of perfume towards the darkness at the back of this floor. And Wilbur starts to laugh. Wilbur knows where the clothes are heading. They are heading to the men's section. And he skips after them. The music is followed, playing even louder. And six lights turn themselves on along the marble floor of the men's section. And the light over the register turns itself on too. And next to the register, here are pillars of ebony carved into wonderful shapes. The dresses and pantsuits and colorful leggings burst into the men's section and head right for the suits. And eleven men's suits leap off their hangers, spin around, and bow low to the ground. Then each suit takes a partner and they all start to samba. And Wilbur claps his hands and leaps in the air yelling, Yes, my beauties, dance! And Wilbur starts to samba too. One of the leggings, the yellow ones, she comes over to dance with Wilbur. You know that's the right thing to do. Wilbur shouldn't be left out. Everyone is dancing and the music plays louder. Just right at that moment, Wilbur senses they have company. And he looks around to see the kids' clothes have come over to surround them. The kids' clothing bounces. Wilbur hears children laughing. The whole thing is a beautiful miracle of joy. And they all dance through three whole songs. Then after the third song, Wilbur sees that the stuffed animals have come all the way down from the third floor. They must have heard that music. Some of the stuffed animals, the goats and giraffes, are trying to eat clothing. The ladies' leggings try to put a stop to that, snatching clothing out the stuffed animals' mouths, but leggings can only do so much about hungry goats. Wilbur then worries just a little bit about damage, but not too much. He says aloud to Spirit, yes, let the lovely miracle enjoy itself. Let the stuffed animals eat. Let the kids' clothing play and let whoever dance a samba that wants to. They don't get out enough, obviously, so then everything dances for two more whole songs. As the second song ends, silence falls. And somewhere, somewhere, a long, long way away, but also right next to Wilbur's ear, Wilbur hears his wife whisper. She whispers to him, very softly in the silence, I love you, my darling. I always will. Enjoy the rest of your life, mi amor. I shall be here in the invisible realm of beauty and love, awaiting your arrival. Right here in the darkness, my love, when you return home. And Wilbur starts to cry. He just sobs with love for his wife and love for spirit and love for God concealed in the darkness. Tears stream down his face and all the clothes stop dancing and come to Wilbur. Suits, suits and dresses hug him. The leggings too. Pairs of kids' overalls pull on his pants and a stuffed giraffe chews on his shirt. And finally, Wilbur laughs. Somewhere way off, but also very close, the bell rings. And then, one by one, the clothes touch Wilbur's arm and face and leg and drift away. Suits return themselves to hangers. Kids' clothes return to their rooms. Animals nibble at things. 
that they pass as they head back to the third floor. Then one yellow legging takes Wilbur's hand and one blue legging takes the other. And they move in procession up the escalator, back to the woman's section. Wilbur watches as dresses leap back on their hangers and the pantsuits do too. All that remains are blue and yellow leggings holding both Wilbur's hands. They look up at him as he looks down at his dear new friend. Then they release his hand, fold themselves up and hop back on their shelf. The lighting returns to normal and the tree is now gone. But Wilbur is smiling as he walks over to his buffing machine and turns it back on. He continues the buffing and yet, as he does, a thought comes to him to think about. And after he thinks that thought, a moment or two, Wilbur says aloud, I want to teach children. I will go back to school. I will get a degree and teach children. Now, as I told you at the start, that happened one month ago. Today, Wilbur started classes at community college. His new life is coming. He will study and then teach. It's going to be a happy life and a fun one. And when his life is finally over, he will see his wife again in the invisible realm of beauty and joy, in the darkness divine. What a dance to remember. A Dance to Remember. Narration by Moses Renault. Written by Nick Gilly. Produced and edited by Avila Santo. Music score by Ron Blake. A Black University production.